warning, this podcast may contain strong language. Enjoy the show. Should I start? Do this like every time. Yeah. I need, I need, I need to go. <laughs> Three, two. people cannot do Zoom. Hey everyone, and welcome to Film Fight, a film analysis podcast where we take two movies with a similar story and see which one is better and why. I'm your host, Zach Bassetta, and I'm here with my co-hosts, television director and artist, Amber Hollinger. Hey, hold, hold, hold on, Zach. Zach, yep. I think I think we need to re-record that because I think now we're obligated through entertainment law to introduce her as Emmy Award-winning uh, Amber Hunter. Every time we true. talk about She's her, I think, that's, I think that's the law. I think that you've just satisfied that requirement. <laughs> <laughs> Which the, the, the voice you hear of marketing strategist extraordinaire Jim Vistano just for continuity. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. And out of order now. So everyone's going to be confused. Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm usually last. And of course, sound engineer and post production guru, Steve Walter. Uh, he's the fellow in the middle of the grass. Uh, hopefully, the audio works. We've been spending the last 10 minutes trying to make it go. Yes. So, Sounds um, good to me now. For people listening and not seeing any video of this, Steve is just a circle on the screen amidst an entire backdrop of grass. I'm a, I'm a bug in the grass. And not grass like weed, but real lawn kind of grass. As an homage to our matchup today. Yeah, it's it's a somewhat appropriate glitch on, on Zoom's part and not on purpose, right, Steve? Uh, I don't know why I'm a circle. I wanted to actually be in the grass. I see. But it looks like I'm just a button <laughs> on top of the grass. Gotcha. Yes, but but it is very suitable because our, our matchup today, this week, <laughs> this month, is uh, <laughs> Ants versus A Bug's Life, which mm-hmm. I had not seen either one. Oh, wow. What a treat for you. <laughs> Quite. That's right. It's our animated ant movie edition of Film Fight. Had you seen any of these, Amber? Oh, of course. Oh, that's right. You're yes. yeah. yeah, that's my wheelhouse. Yes. Well, y'all, y'all are all parents. So y'all had yeah. all seen these? I, I saw them. Yes. Steve? The, a Bug's Life was in heavy rotation in the DVD player of my car. I've seen it hundreds of times. I'm sorry. Oh, it's a cute movie. Oh, it's, no, it's a good movie. I liked it. All right. It's all one right. of uh, Pixar's only movies that never became a franchise. I think it was their second one. It was right between the first two Toy Stories. Yeah. Yeah. Which is kind of interesting. Yeah. Like they thought, um, they thought of calling it a bug story, but because they had just done Toy Story, they're like, ah, we don't want everyone to just think that we're going to do everything with a story for the rest of the Pixar's film career. Is there not a movie (laughs) called Boy's Life? There is. I thought I thought it was a play on that. I mean, I'm sure you're right, but that's just what I associated it. Oh, I think that A Boy's Life, wasn't that like filmed over 10 years? Is that the one I'm thinking of? Oh, is of? that what I'm thinking of? Well, oh, Richard Linkletter. That's right. That's right. So clearly not a reference to that then. But yeah, I, I well, but compared to the quality of Toy Story 1 and 2, this felt somewhat beneath that, right? Just uh, I think it was on par of the technology at the time because if you're I'm talking about the writing more than the, the story. Oh yes, I would say yeah. maybe not as strong or as beloved. I think Toy Story franchise. There's probably a reason it was a franchise because there are just more stories to tell. I think A Bug's Life just pulled the story it needed to tell, and that was that. Let's talk about these two movies, comparing them getting the breakdown so that our audience knows what's yes, what. We want to get ahead of ourselves. That's right. <laughs> Slow your roll over there, Steve. <laughs> oh my gosh. 
<laughs> you got to set these masterpieces up. That's right. This is, you know, early on, these both of these films were released in 1998. And it reminds me a lot of uh, the film fight match that we did, Armageddon and Deep Impact, two asteroid movies that came out the same year with almost identical plots. And that's really what Ants and a Bug's Life are as well. Two movies that Cinema both came twins. out in 1998 and really, really similar plots. So kind of strange what gets out in the ether. Uh, but DreamWorks is, uh, Ants is DreamWorks' very first film. So it's their premiere out of the gate. Oh, that's right. Right. This was right after Jeffrey Kanzenberg left Disney and probably right around the time, I think Don Bluth was the first to leave. And I give a lot of credit to those pioneers that went out separate from Disney and trying to create their own thing because Disney had a monopoly on the animated feature space until mm -hmm. Jeffrey Katzenberg left, until Don Bluth kind of you know, got out there and tried to, to make something happen on his own. And now almost every major studio has an animation department. So thank you everyone for my job security. <laughs> so that was DreamWorks first production ever? First production ever. So I remember when DreamWorks first came out, they were talking about it being like a, a real multimedia company. Like they wanted albums, like they wanted to be a record company. They wanted to be a, a television studio. Yeah. yeah, video and, and film. And I don't think the, the music stuff ever took off, but no. they certainly make movies. And they're not, um, and it's different uh, than Disney because they're not their own distributor. Uh, DreamWorks makes things, but they still need somebody to distribute it. Whereas Disney is, it's all its own contained ecosystem where they make the content and then they have the distribution. Did, did Disney own Pixar at this point? Uh, they are, they were Disney in- bought Pixar. I, maybe I'm remembering it wrong. They were two things, but kind of the same. They had the people that were with Disney and had a partnership with Disney. A lot of that is for distribution and money as well. But most of the uh, Pixar people came straight from CalArts or Disney. I, and I thought Pixar was owned by Apple at the beginning. Yeah, there was, I feel like there was some kind of point where Disney purchased Pixar. They definitely Yeah, did. that happened mm -hmm. later, happened later. But they always had a partnership. Gotcha. No. Right. You know who founded Pixar? Or or John Lasseter. No. <laughs> you know, I don't. Elon Musk. <laughs> it was a part of industrial light and magic. Oh, that's right. Oh wow. Yeah. So nice. we have George Lucas to thank to some degree. Georgie boy, thank you. All right. So DreamWorks, first animated feature is ants. <laughs> Mm -hmm. directed by Eric Darnell. And the only thing I could really find that he had directed that was mainstream were the Madagascar movies, one, two, and three, that franchise. Uh, also co-directing Tim Johnson. Tim Johnson did uh, Over the Hedge and Home. And- Interesting, there's a lot of animal themes going on there. <laughs> and Woody Allen had an uncredited input on this movie, if you can believe that. Oh, I bet he did. Like if there was <laughs> any sure influence of Mr. Allen here. <laughs> I got a lot to say about that whole oh, thing. Oh my goodness. Uh, writers were Todd Alcott, Chris and Paul Whites. And I didn't see a lot from Todd, but Chris and Paul Whites, Whites these brothers, they did 2000, just the most recent Pinocchio. They did Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Hello, fatherhood mm -hmm. about a boy. Really uh, accomplished writers. And then of course, the, uh, the cast in both of these movies is gonna be such a big topic of conversation. And starred Woody Allen and Anne Bancroft and Sharon Stone and Gene Hackman and Sylvester Stallone and Christopher Walken and Danny Glover. and. John Mahoney and Jim Cummings. I mean, just, it goes on and on and on the talent that they got. For Who's this who of 1998? Right. <laughs> just um, before we got on here, I went down a Jim Cummings rabbit hole full of voices. That guy's unbelievably prolific with animation. They is in just about everything. Ants came in at a runtime of one hour, 23 minutes. And the score is Built longer. <laughs> I have to bring up the music because uh, music is always such a big thing in Disney and Pixar's work. And Jeffrey Katzenberg wanted Hans Zimmer to do the score for Ants, but he was not available. So 
not as much going on in the music department. And it was uh, only nominated for a BAFTA and Annie Award. And that's really, <laughs> well, as far as awards out there, it's not, it's not like what Disney would get. So I'm sure that they were hoping for something more and they were looking for something more revelatory, but not really what happened. Um, and the summary of this as found on IMBD is a rather neurotic aunt tries to break from his totalitarian society while trying to win the affection of the princess he loves. You know, just like an every man story. Mm -hmm. Every man love story. Everyone, <laughs> aunt's love story. Anyone can relate. So then we go up against uh, Disney and Pixar's A Bug's Life. The directors were John Lasseter. John Lasseter directed all the Toy Story movies, um, Cars 1 and 2. He was the one who kind of started directing everything at Pixar. He did Luxo Jr. and Tin Toy and those shorts that really started putting Pixar on the map when they're doing uh, 3D animation. Uh, Co-directed by Andrew Staten and Andrew, oh my gosh, uh, he directed Finding Nemo, Finding Dory, Wally. -E. He's a fantastic director. And I thank John and Andrew for partnering on this as co-directors because it kind of set a precedent that two people could direct an animated feature. And I can tell you that the workload for that is so, it's so humongous that um, should I direct a feature, I would love a co-director to help with the work. It's crazy. <laughs> Uh, writers were John Lasseter, Andrew Stanton, and Joe Ranft. You get Joe Rant does voices in all the Pixar movies. I mean, these, these guys are basically the, the backbone of what built Pixar. Their names are on everything. You'll see their hands and fingerprints on almost every single Pixar film that you see. And then going up trying to get that same cast, star power, it stars Kevin Spacey, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, Hayden Pen Penetier, David Hyde Pierce, Joe Grant, Dennis Leary, Richard Kind, David Foley, and goes on and on and on. I would also, argue it, it stars David Foley, which is kind of crazy because he's the guy from New Kids in the Hall or New Kids in the Kids in the Hall. <laughs> Kids in the Hall. Got <laughs> <laughs> my '90s groups mixed up. Um, New Kids in the Hall. Was on, uh, news, news radio. News radio. News radio. Was that's right. Yeah. That's kind of yeah. where. Right. Yeah, sense. I did not know that he did voices for animation, but. I think this might have been the first one. Maybe the only one. Maybe I'm sure he's done other stuff, but the biggest, perhaps? I don't know. Yeah. So, uh, also, as we mentioned, released in 1998. It has a runtime of one hour, 35 minutes. So it's longer, but feels shorter. And then, mm -hmm. of course, got to talk about the music because Randy Newman, he has 54 composing credits to his, his name and is known for scoring almost all of the Pixar movies. But if you're putting him in like a corner of just doing animated franchises, uh, he did Seabiscuit and A Marriage Story and Meet the Fockers and Parenthood. So he has a really wide range of what he can do. His talent isn't just stuck in like one genre. So he's not just cool. a pretty voice. Not <laughs> just a pretty voice. And then uh, he this... had a couple of top 40 hits back in the day, too. I love L.A. <laughs> yeah. Short people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, this way this was nominated for an oscar for original score nominated for a grammy a golden globe a kids choice award a bafta award and then it won for critics choice award so the music um is usually what gets you no know, um the most attention at the Oscars because animation still isn't considered mainstream enough to be up for best picture. It's for kids. It's for kids. So frustrating. So <laughs> music. Someday, I'm sure soon it will be, there'll be something special come out that will, didn't Beauty and the Beast get nominated for best picture? Best animated feature. No, I guess it was up for oh. best picture. It was the first, first and only time it happened. Yeah. And then and they, they, I feel like out. we're, we're close, or I should say you're close, that, that that's <laughs> going to be uh, something that will happen soon enough. Because there's so many great dramatic and or well-told animated stories online right now, or like on Netflix or streaming or whatever. So I feel like it's real close. I certainly hope so. I mean, it's their, the story that you tell dictates the medium that you tell it in, or at least it should. There are some movies that, that strengths would be length, uh, 
to the fact that they'd be animated. Like it would just support the story. Right. The story that I would be telling would be in Plato. That would be the medium <laughs> that I would Plato the movie. Plato the movie. Nobody steal oh, that. You get on copyright. that right copyright. now. <laughs> copyright. Uh, the summary for A Bug's Life is a misfit ant looking for warriors to save his colony from greedy grasshoppers recruits a group of bugs that turn out to be an inept circus troupe. So slightly different in wording, but I swear very much the same story when watching these two. But such a different approach, right? A hundred percent. Different tone, thousand yeah. percent. Which one do you want to start with? Oh my God. So I didn't realize until watching them again, because it'd been a really long time, how uh, like I felt personally, like there was a lot of propaganda in these movies, like very Marxist. Um, you've got oh. these, you've got these main characters who are basically saying, don't let, don't let authority tell you what to do. Um, think for yourself, buck the system, overthrow the government. I kind of felt like the people who loved and loved, 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 especially ants, were the same people who stormed the Capitol. They got that message loud and clear, like overthrow yeah. government was a strong theme. Well, I thought it was more like just don't conform, you know, like be yourself, you know, like don't let other people tell you what you should do with your life. But it both came in like throwing down and overthrowing the class of society and monarchies, like the authoritarian government. They were trying to throw and dismantle it in each one of these movies. I couldn't be reading too much into it. No, I think that's actually a communist uh, manifesto, what you're talking about right there, where the people rise up and take over and power to the people, that kind of thing. That's mm -hmm. more of a communist thing. Both of these movies had very strong communist undercurrents where the where the where the masses own everything and there's the elite few that are in charge that need to be taken over. So I mean I guess you could see it both ways. But both of them had that theme throughout. Well, I mean, to me, it was more like Bugs Life was more like a, a Western in the sense it's like, you know, the bandits come by once a year, they take a bunch of stuff, but like there's a deal where you let us take what we want. We don't, we don't mess with you further. That's what I right. kind of took like it was this outside kind of group. Sounds a little mafia-like. That's why I took away from it. And being Italian, I can say that. But yeah, that's what... Um, <laughs> Oh my I mean, it was more like that. It's like we're gonna take your stuff and we'll protect you. And we won't bother you, but you have to give us stuff. And that's what the that's what the bug's life was kind oh, of wow. like for me. It was like I'm like oh yeah, I could yeah. see that. I can see the headlines now. Jim Bastano, Bug's Life is a mafia movie. Exactly. <laughs> Steve Walter, Bug's Life is a communist, communist movie. movie. <laughs> Emerald, <laughs> and it's a movie. And Zach's like. I thought we were just watching some cartoons here. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's a western. A western, yeah. He says a western, old west. <laughs> yeah, it was like it was like yeah. They 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 get overthrown. He goes and finds a band of misfit Dragon warriors Dragon. to come yeah. back, and it's like the 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 seven samurai or something. They're gonna come save the town. Yeah. Right. Well, that was actually the seven, the western that that Zach was mentioning. That feel it. They did base some of this off the Magnificent Seven. Yeah. Interesting. Western, which of course, the Magnificent Seven, based off Seven Samurai. Mm -hmm. True. Was so anything based off the Godfather? <laughs> hmm? I think we have a quote saying. <laughs> Was there anything based on the Godfather? Because of all movies, Steve, this would probably be the Godfather. The Godfather of animated of all animated bug movies. So. <laughs> no. Um, well, why don't we? Why don't we start with uh, Bug's Life since we're kind of talking about it anyway? Sure. Yeah. Sure. Well, especially, like I said, between Toy Story and Toy Story 2, I felt like this one was kind of a dip in quality just because the writing is so good in those other two. It made me wonder if not a rush job, but they were kind of like we, we had such a hit with Toy Story. We got to get something else out soon. I don't know. And they probably also knew Ants was coming out, you know, so and like I'm sure they wanted to get out. I think they got out. They got out before Ants. So I think that was that could have been part of it, too. Yeah, it felt like it was very much for kids. Like the humor was like, mm -hmm. the, the jokes were very basic. You and it's very colorful. It's sure. Very like lots of color, lots of like lighthearted stuff like that. Whereas Ants was much darker. And even the even the tone and the language was much more adult-like for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I don't Absolutely. think DreamWorks envisioned Ants to be a children's movie. And there you was think? just that, you know, that stigma of 
animated movies must be for children. So it really didn't, didn't find its audience. Um, although I don't know who that audience would be. Cause like I'm watching it and I'm like, this is like 9 PM silk stockings, like sort of <laughs> raunchy. <laughs> silk stockings. <laughs> I remember that show. <laughs> it was just like, like not to me geared towards kids. And even yeah. the cast is kind of like more drama yeah. based, you know. And then you have 62-year-old Woody Allen <laughs> as in the team. lead. Oh my whose Lord. idea was that? <laughs> he must have something on somebody, you know. Well, we've all got something on him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was gonna say that's true. Well, you know, but not uh, Pixar. Pixar, as as far as just the total of total sum of all their work, is just leaps. You know, I think Sony Animation, in my opinion, is just coming up strong as a huge competitor for Pixar because up until Sony started releasing like Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs and Spider Verse, mm -hmm. then there was nobody to stand up to the strength of the storytelling of Pixar, who labored over movies and would not release them until they just felt like they'd gotten the right tone. But not everyone can be like a slam dunk. Mm -hmm. Box office speaks for itself and Bugs Life still making money people oh, sure. trying to watch it so not too bad but you know they when um there was one summer right after toy story where they're trying to figure out they want to do a toy story 2 and um they're trying to think well what movies can we do it was literally one lunch between john lasseter andrew stanton joan raff rant and and they came up with the plots for or the storylines for a bug's life for Finding Nemo and for Wally and for Monsters Inc. So out of that one lunch, they got wow. all of like for the next five movies. It's pretty incredible. Wow. And I think it took DreamWorks a bit to kind of establish themselves. Even though they were releasing stuff, it was maybe How to Train a Dragon by the time they kind of, I don't know. Got really Both big. Those yeah. movies were really good though. I know that um, yeah. that was good. And Kung Fu Panda was pretty good too. Those, those, well, the first one it was, or maybe the second. Which one? Kung Fu Panda. Oh, Kung Fu, yeah. I like that one a lot. DreamWorks yeah. took a little bit of a darker tone and maybe that was yeah. intentional. Disney had such a market on the younger audience and storytelling. Maybe they were, I appreciate them trying to age up animation and make it more mainstream. Uh, unfortunately for me with Ants would maybe not have been the one because that story was just, sorry, everybody on that movie was just crap. I just don't I know what like happened. It. it was mm -mm. really, it was tough to watch. I don't know if oh, I hated it, but it was close. <laughs> are we doing a Bug's Life? Because I have a few notes for that. Oh yeah, yeah, go. What are Steve notes? And the song is Steve notes, 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 is Steve breaking up for you guys too, or no? Yeah, it's hard to hear you, okay. man. Oh, fuck. God damn it. Um, hold on. What if I do this? I'm just going to hide my video. Hold on. What? Put your pants back on. That's not going to help. <laughs> hide my what? <laughs> Can you hear me? Is it better now? Yes. Sounds like yes. it. Okay, so I'm just hiding the video. Um, I thought that Toy Story didn't have the... I mean, Bugs Life didn't have the charm of Toy Story. You know? Yeah. Like, I was expecting something more from Bugs Life and it didn't it didn't have it. Um, the only part that was good to me were the circus performers that bit at the beginning, um, but the, the story was weak. They were ahead of their time because the ladybugs weren't ladies. So woke. So uh, <laughs> uh, the other thing that really bothered me was I didn't think Julia Louis-Dreyfus said the word warrior correctly once the entire movie. Did you guys notice that? No, how'd she say it? Warrior. Like a warrior. Like somebody it's supposed to be warrior. There's an I in there, right? Warrior. She would go warrior, warrior. Oh, and I, I don't know. It's because I've heard it 8,000 times. It really bothered me. <laughs> <laughs> Julia will leave Dreyfus on blast. I'm sorry. I mean, I love her, but uh, yeah, it just bought, I've heard it so many times. And it, every time I'm like, why can't she say the word, you know, warrior, not warrior. Maybe I'm, now that I say it out loud, it's, <laughs> <laughs> she sounds kind of the same. Shoot. My bad. And I thought, like, yeah, I said Heimlich should get his own movie. He was oh. the best. Steve 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 Steve
The little yeah, four little yeah. bugs. Oh, they yeah. are so cute. You, did you know those two characters were based off of drawings that Joe Rant did in second grade? What? He has them? Yeah, isn't that funny? Yeah, he still wow. keeps them. Still keeps them? But you know what? You hit on something there, man. Like, this is uh, the only movie that didn't get franchised, but there's a whole there's a whole story for the circus troupe alone. Like, get rid yeah. of those stupid ants and just concentrate on that circus group. Oh, my gosh. Like, Heimlich's one of my favorite characters. Yeah, that could be like a traveling circus type of thing they could have done. Yeah, That's, yeah no, the whole other movie. I agree. Circuses are hot. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody loves a circus. Everybody loves a circus. But no, I mean, there's one... absolutely shorts that could be told out of that. I'm not sure. Yeah. No, I was going to say, I thought there was right. a Heimlich short, but may maybe not. I tried to look it up really quickly. Hmm. All right. I'm going to get plotting and pitch something to Disney. That's right. <laughs> Let's see. What else? What else about Toy Story? There's like, there's so many little fun tidbits about that movie it's the first pixar film that did outtakes like those blooper reels and that was funny everybody stole it yep. from that point forward that's just like right trend-setting clever cute thing um the original teaser they did for the film none of the animation in that was for the film so and that's like a pixar calling card they will just animate a trailer for the trailer and that's not part of the film as an animator, as the people working on this, when you're doing all that extra stuff, are they like, oh, seriously, can we just use something you've already done? And then the bloopers, it's like, there's no bloopers, but it's animation. We're taking care of this. Why are we doing all this extra work? No, that's never a question. I like I'll to know. I'll work an extra 25, 25 hours a day for the next three weeks. Yeah, how did that idea this? come up where it's like, oh, man, we're almost wrapped on this picture. Great. Now we're doing an after credit sequence. What? what? It wasn't the animators, I'll tell you that. Yeah. No. <laughs> it was someone in an office going, you know what would be funny? If we had outtakes. And then a bunch of animators throwing their pins up in the air, like, I quit. Well, <laughs> not only. That's actually where the gold is. And you give somebody freedom like that to come up with gags. That's and true, then yeah. we come to life and we yeah. start scripting our own things and what we think is funny. And it's really a joy to do that, that stuff. That's the thing is it wasn't actual outtakes. It was right. outtakes it was, someone had written. Had to, had to, yeah, had to yeah. create. Which is like, like what Amber says, the creativity part is awesome. But when you're thinking, I just worked three years on this movie and I'm like, oh, wait, you want more? That's, that's the life of an animator. Yeah, I know. <laughs> they always want more. <laughs> you're constantly like hooked up to IVs and they're just taking blood. <laughs> like taking ink. That's what they used to, to color the red and film. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. There was one thing I wanted to mention just about Bugs Life in general, how I believe the idea came from the parable about the ants and the grasshoppers, yes. right? You know, you know this one. Even though in the parable they're not against each other, it's the the grasshoppers like, eh, we don't have to plan for the winter, and the ants like, no, we better start planning for the winter. So, based on that, in the movie now the ants and the grasshoppers are enemies, but in real life, ants eat grasshoppers all the time. Like it doesn't really fit. Wait a minute, you're saying this movie doesn't stick true to Mother Nature? Stop. Or the parable. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's wrong on two fronts. Are you saying that this is a fictitious story? Yes, I hate to break it to you. <laughs> no. But it's I'm true in real life. Uh, ants would overpower grasshoppers any day of the week. Easily. They would yeah. lose. I don't know. Grasshoppers are way scarier than ants are. What's the moral uh, in, what's the lesson in a bug's life. Overthrow the government. Power to the oh. people. <laughs> well, but the, the, the grasshoppers are not governing them. They're no, just, they're just taking them. In yeah. fact, That's I would even saying. argue, what would they have done if they didn't give them the food? They weren't gonna eat them. They never threatened to kill them. What was they were it? gonna stomp on it the queen? Implied. Oh, they were gonna stomp on the queen. That's right. They're not they're not really government. They're just they're kind of bullies, is what That's they were. True. Yes. Just like a gangster. Like a gangster. Ants, gangster. for sure, was the sort of the government is yeah. not your friend. Even though I thought it was weird, they made it a point to say, like, there are only workers and soldier ants. However, there was at least a therapist ant and a bartender ant. So I'm not sure <laughs> hey, Some people have to work two jobs, Zach, to make ends meet. <laughs> to make ends meet. <laughs> make ants meet. I don't know. I, I thought, like, um, the, the, the brother grasshopper, I forget his name, Jeffrey Katz's character, he was brilliant. Oh, like, one. that was, yeah, he was funny. Um, I did not like the, um, 
it was a bit scary. I remember my kids at the end when the uh, when the Robin was actually going to eat Hopper. They always kind of got spooked at that part, but it was nothing compared to the gore in Ants. God. Oh yeah. <laughs> that started out as one movie, like a you know, like a quirky Woody yeah. Allen movie, and then just went just like straight up gore death war yeah. movie I'm like, what the yeah. hell is going on remember the disembodied head i was like that what was am i watch is this for really? kids yeah yeah was up. that a comment on that type of ant can live as a head like i wasn't sure where that idea came from i like, think it could be wrong we could probably google this but i don't have google open at the moment but i think ants can survive that sounds right little yeah. bits of time after they've been torn apart so even though their bodies are in sections they kind of still live a little while so it was yeah, educational for the children it's educational for the children right. so. Jim, yeah. no don't you dare <laughs> i know that the ants central nervous system is so basic it doesn't know that it's dead it doesn't know that it's dying so it continues to try to act as if it's still one piece so do really stupid people morbid. do that if they were getting like or i had chickens. always wondered if if you were in the guillotine and you got your head chopped off would you be instantly dead or would there be a time where your head is on the ground and you're like, oh, oh shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, would you, you feel, would you feel pain? Would those nerves be shut off? Would you have just momentary consciousness before you bled out because you're. Yeah. It's so, brain, you know, this some... is going to sound crazy, but they used to, uh, from what I understand, they used to ask the, the, the prisoners, if you can say something or give us any indication that you're alive, blink your eyes or try to say something. And none of the prisoners, they're all like, you know, go fuck yourself. I'm not helping you at all. You're about to kill me. I'm not going to do anything for you. But um, technically, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I also think that- Thank you for that worthless piece of information. At the time of Part being of heading, was... you're probably also not thinking about like, oh, that's right. That guard asked me to blink. <laughs> I should blink. Probably right. like, oh. I would try to get out one last like, really okay. good curse like you you know whatever but i don't think it matters your central nervous system is shot at that point it's probably pretty quick i think you could really wound their ego oh yeah i'll show you <laughs> <laughs> ants are the only um or i think maybe one of the only creatures that can be um taken over by that fungus that they used in um last of us you know, that's a so they base that off of a fungus that infects a specific kind of ant and it basically eats it from the inside and takes control of its brain and uses that zombie ant to go and do its bidding. Shut up, that's really? Insane. really? Yeah, I did read yeah and so people were like, oh my gosh, can this happen to? And, and it, I heard a, uh, you know, a scientist talk about it. She goes, this, the central nervous system of an ant is so much less complex than a human being. We don't have to worry about mushrooms taking over our brains and i was like cool 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 that's good to know <laughs> yeah, you can't be sure about that well i mean unless the mushrooms evolve well i thought it was funny that like the ants and ants can't tell like clearly z's not a soldier but they're yeah. just like oh hey first time here you know like suit up is like well clearly sylvester stallone is not a regular i don't know i just had yeah. so many questions and also so no one ever thought Hey, let's change up the dance moves. Like, let's do something different than the line dance. That Just irritated stupid. me as well. Yeah. Stupid. There was no story uh, point in Ants that didn't irritate me. All of it. Yeah. All of it was so blatantly like spoon-fed exposition to the audience. It was just exposition dump after dump and then just jokes that didn't work and characters that did not have any chemistry together just the woody allen personality like you had to have not oh, just hate playing him. that character but him being woody allen yeah. that's yeah. what it was i mean he no wasn't yeah he was woody allen that's what it was him. i'm sorry there was a part in the bar uh when she sneaks into the bar to go and he you know they they have their initial sort of meeting and at you know at the end of it all she has to leave and he says something to her like will I ever see you again? And she goes, no. And then she kisses him. And I'm like, this bitch, like, what is wrong with her? Yeah, that's very weird. weird. So and, weird. Yeah, did not like that at all. And then he sees her again Im immediately. <laughs> yeah, but he has he to join the army to, to do it. Like, he thinks yeah. this is going to be a good, oh, hey, we're going to meet the princess before we go to battle. Ah, that'll be my chance. <laughs> well, um, you had mentioned Sylvester Stallone. Arnold Schwarzenegger was initially supposed to have that role or do that role, but he wanted too much money and Sly did it pro bono, did it for free. 
No, really? the man. I, he gave me. I got points for uh, ants just because he was in it. That's yeah. right. Cool. But and they even the names of all the ants: uh, Bala, Baratas, Azteca, Weaver, Cutter, Cutter, and Mandible are all different kinds of ants. Right. Oh. J Lo. So they were very. They were like my children naming stuffed animals: brown bear, blue bear. <laughs> this one's called donkey. What is it? The donkey. <laughs> Oh, cool, 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 cool. But there were all sorts of people up for this movie, which was crazy, crazy, crazy. So everybody wanted to be or were in talks of being in this movie. Uh, Matthew Broderick, Leonardo DiCaprio, Ben Affleck were all considered for the part of Z. Woody it would have all been Allen better first. choices. Oh, yeah, they would all have been better choices, right? yeah. Uh, yeah. James Earl Jones was considered for Barbados. That would have been fantastic. Like, so all these people were like, nope, Sarah Jessica Parker recorded her... Uh, her voice talent and then they threw it out because something happened she she in the studio got into some kind of like thing. well you're not hiring matthew broderick my husband <laughs> yeah, right. out of here so they um and that's when sharon stone stepped in tons of people like drew barrymore tracy ullman kelly preston leslie uggams they were all asked uh to play the role of azteca before jennifer lopez got offered so now Jennifer Lopez could be doing the main voice, doing the producing, doing the directing, yeah. doing the music, the choreography. Probably. Yeah, go get him. <laughs> go get him. But I think I think you're right when you we mentioned uh, ants when you were talking about how it how it was DreamWorks' first movie, and I think they were trying to like move the animated drama, I mean uh, genre, into a more adult or sophisticated type thing. And I think what they did was it's good but I think they went way too far for a first animation movie to do this I think it was because I think people in their minds are still as a kids movie I mean the first the first animated movie that I saw that I was like really as an adult that I was like this is a good animated movie for kids and adults was Aladdin that to me was like that's a nice mix because Robin Williams brought you know some jokes and stuff that the kids really didn't get but they were for the adults Whereas Ants, I think, was just, an, it's, an, it's, it's really an adult movie. The story's adult, the script is adult, the way they, the, the coloring and the mood is adult. I, I just think it was just a little too far pushed toward that way for animation at that particular point. Now, I think, was, I think it would be much better. What's the, what was the rating? Was it PG or PG-13? It was PG. Is it PG? PG. Well, it had cursing. It had some mild swearing in it, and that got it. Yeah, but not PG thirteen. Can you get away with one fuck? Is that PG thirteen? Yeah, thirteen. I don't think they to be PG thirteen to get yeah one yeah. You know, Ants is such a relatable story for children. When you fall in love with the princess, and that's the that's the part that's weird. It's like that's kind of like a kids kind of movie. Then everything else was like you know, but it wasn't falling in love with the princess. It was almost like one of Woody Allen's like. Oh, I yeah. ran into this younger woman and I've fallen in love with her. And now I have to, you know, track yeah. I just have to stall her <laughs> and That's chase her true. down. It was like that, just you write what you know. Ew. <laughs> no, first it would have been his adopted daughter, and then that would have been. Uh, oh no. Oh. Too soon. Too soon. <laughs> Too soon. 40 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, just not a great. I enjoyed a, a Bug's Life yeah. more, but it's still like, I think maybe because I didn't see it as a kid, I was just like, yeah, eh. you know. It's not like, one of my favorite Pixar movies. I, up until uh, the Cars franchise, I, it was my least favorite. But I think that everything uh, aside from that, up until maybe, I don't know, Cars 2, uh, Pixar is pretty much just known oh. for massive hits and people yeah. kind of forget about Bug's Life, I think. It's true. Toy I Story, Toy Story 2, Up. You know, uh, Monsters Inc. Just these massive. Yeah, they were a lot, lot more franchises too. So you get a lot more attention when you get the franchise because there's a lot more. You know, there's a lot more of that. And then you have the one movie, the standoff movie that all of a sudden was in between the two, two one of the biggest movies that they've had, the Toy Story and Toy Story Two. I think right. that's kind of why I got lost too. Tom Hanks and well, Tom Hanks to David Foley. It just seemed like even Tim Allen at the time was huge in the late. Yeah. Uh, so like those two were like just big, big talents. Not that David Foley and those others aren't, but it wasn't an equivalent. Right. Like he wasn't like an A-list, two-time Academy Award winner. Right. And I think that, you know, the biggest star on the Bugs Life cast probably at that time would have been Julia Louis-Dreyfus with Seinfeld. I don't think even Kevin Spacey, maybe he had done American Beauty by then. 
but I think no, it was pretty big by then. Yeah. And it's interesting too that both movies have a canceled actor in it. This is true. <laughs> I think it's I'd be hard to find a movie in 1999 maybe that doesn't have one now. I know, right? Uh. <laughs> and Kevin Spacey wasn't the first choice. Um, Lasseter really wanted Robert De Niro. Dennis Hopper. What the fuck? Yeah. Could have literally been Hopper. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Too easy. Too easy. Yeah. Well, he wasn't doing anything. He would have been up for it. Yeah. You have to think that there's people of those movies that don't exist really in Hollywood anymore. Mm. Yeah. I'll just give him 10 years. They'll come back. Yeah. That I hope not. Hollywood has a show. I never liked Woody Allen ever. I was never a big Woody Allen. Like I yeah, I just I didn't see the appeal. I think he is a style that you either like or you don't. There's no one that's like, I kind of like Woody Allen. I mean, I could be speaking for others, but I mean I usually because I'm not a huge Woody Allen fan either. I don't have to see one of his movies, but I have friends that are like huge fans. I'm like, I just don't get it. He's polarizing. I, I also yeah. do not care for his filmmaking. And I know people who absolutely but have you seen a lot of it? Like, I haven't seen like Manhattan Murder Mystery. I haven't really seen his big, big ones. I have I just seen don't a care ton because of the ones that I saw. I was just like, meh. Yeah. Yeah, what's good. the one that he won the Oscar for Best Picture Funny Girl with um, what's and, her name? Uh, was it Barbara Streisand? Was it Barbara funny? Girl, um, no, it's not Barbara Streisand. Annie Hall. The, Annie Hall. Annie Hall. Sorry, Annie Hall. Hall. Yeah. yeah. Right, right, right. With yeah. shortest movie to ever win Best Picture. <laughs> really? Really? Annie Hall. Yep. Interesting. Oh. It wasn't that funny. Well, there you go. I, it was Annette Bening, wasn't it? No. No, that's... Um, Diane Keaton? Uh, Diane Keaton. Oh, Diane Keaton, right. Yeah. Diane Keaton, right. Not a fan. This is the kind of conversation that ants lead you down, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you start talking about, you know... There's nothing yeah. about the movie to talk about. Not, I didn't like it. Not a lot of meat. I, I, understood yeah. where, I understood where they were trying to go, and I just... Yeah. I mean, the, bar the barren landscape, I know, was commentary on how bleak that they, the characters were feeling but it doesn't make for something nice and pleasant to watch. And it looked cheap. And I know it wasn't. I know a lot of money went into that yeah. movie, but it looked, compared to Bug's Life, so cheap because the landscape was basically like just like a brown plane geo with a couple of grass things sticking out in a sky dome. It was... The only part that I kind of got interested in visually was when they were... It was the scene where they got stuck to the shoe. Mm. I felt like that particular sequence was, uh, I was kind of like, well, that's interesting. They've done an interesting job. It didn't look smooth or like super polished, but the physics and the, the legs didn't really it, have a body. Like if you're yeah. looking, it's like, how did that actually work? <laughs> yeah. But it was an interesting sort of, um, it, I could feel it. You know what I mean? I guess in a weird way that I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. But that was really the only part that grabbed my attention. I thought Insectopia than... was kind of a cool idea. Like, oh, they're going to like a big trash can. I mean, it made sense and it was very colorful. But at mm -hmm. the same time, I thought, which movie was grosser, you know, <laughs> Bugs Life or, or Ants? Because each one kind of had like, you got like fucking roaches crawling around. And I know it's like part of their environment, but it was like, oh, this is nasty. Yeah. <laughs> I could have done without the whole, every poo eating joke. I was like, I guess too easy. I just yeah, the pretty like bugs. <laughs> well, speaking of gross, and you're talking about money, Bugs Life made twice as much as Ants. And I think that could kind of get us in to Jimmy. Everybody yeah. recognize that segue that Amber just made as That's absolutely right. masterful. Yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> Speaking of gross. Speaking of gross. <laughs> Talking about the budget that uh, each one of these made and audience reception. Yeah. Yes. So uh, A Bug's Life, like you said, they had a budget of $120 million as their budget. God. That they was opened up with a lot of money back then. Yeah, this is they think about a lot. I mean, so much money. It's a lot to color those things in. Uh, the total, the total U.S. gross uh, opening weekend. I mean, sorry, opening weekend was thirty-three point three million, which is oh, a, that's that's a pretty good seven. opening weekend for uh, everybody. Was expecting Toy Story. Yeah, hmm. yeah, but it's not a it's not a bad opening weekend. It's still a good opening weekend. You know, it's still good because this is again nineteen ninety eight. So you know. It's, it's still good. The total gross was 162 um, and the worldwide gross was 363 million. So yeah, and like Amber mentioned, twice as much as what Ants, Ants', Ants budget was 105 million, which is comparable. Mm -hmm. The um, opening weekend was 17 million, which mm, half. So and, 33 million, sorry Jim, 33 million today is $61 million. Yeah, so that's not bad. Not, not I mean, it's not like it's not a flop for sure. Um, but ants, like I said, 17 million was opening weekend. The total gross in the US was 90 million, again, almost half of what the Bugs Life was. 
and then the worldwide gross was 171 million. So definitely less than Bugs Life. So those were the numbers. Um, you want to hear what the critics think? Yes. Hold on. For the, and here comes here comes the song or no? <laughs> yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. yeah. Put song in here. Pause. It's still five times. We can make a thing. Gotta make it so well. Gotta make a second thing. Gotta make a thing. Cause you gotta make a movie. Gotta make a thing. Gotta make a groovy. Gotta make a thing. 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 Gotta make a I'm going to start with A Bug's Life. Rotten Tomatoes score was a 92 and the audience score was a 73. Interesting. Um, huh. The Rotten Tomatoes, I, I picked a critic um, uh, from the Wall Street Journal. I kept these kind of short um, because, you know, the movies were long enough. Joe, this was a critic uh, from Wall Street Journal. Like I said, Joe Morgenstern, he said, this animated fable teams with vivid creatures standing on their countless feet. That was it? That was it. That's all I That's have. all this movie deserves. And it is. Does that, does that That's it. qualify as a review? <laughs> That's it. That was all he said. Bugs have lots of legs. Yeah. I said some Metacritic reviews because those are my favorite. You know. Absolutely. Let's, let's be honest. Um, um, insert here for Metacritic Insert reviews. Metacritic song here. Jim. There's a Metacritic score of 81. Uh, this is Bugs Life again, sorry. And um, and a user score of 8.2. So really close. Yeah. So Metacritic, I picked Epic Lady Sponge. We've used this person before many times. So I, I, found, I found their review. Um, this is from 2015. After Toy Story and before Toy Story 2, we have this lovable movie, well worth to see, and you'll decently love it. It's just a great masterpiece from Pixar, even though I did not score it a 10. She scored it an eight, or they scored it an eight. So they liked it. They thought it was a masterpiece, but couldn't give it quite a 10. Hold on. It, wait, I mean, yeah. isn't by definition a masterpiece a 10? <laughs> that's, why, that's why I picked Epic Lady Sponge because <laughs> it's so contradictory of himself <laughs> or herself, whoever it is. Yes, I love that. Um, this is from uh, Broken Child. Um, also, this is from uh, 2022, so it's very recent. Um, and I picked this one because it's just funny. Um, I just can't find a movie enjoyable about insects. I also find the movie a little gross. <laughs> yeah, see? <laughs> exactly. Yep. All right. And then this Metacritic uh, critic, Lady Ray 008. Um, this is from 1999. So very timely from when the movie came out. Uh, but it was around the DVD time because they wrote, I bought this DVD for my son thinking it would be like Toy Story, teaching good lessons about friendship and caring for each other. I could not have been more wrong. This movie was awful. My son, who was four at the time, was so scared of the grasshopper. We step on no pets at our house ever, or bugs, even spiders. The milky eye was way too much for him as well. Do yourself a favor and skip this gross, crass, and frankly, unfunny movie. The only reason I gave it a two, because we all love Heimlich. <laughs> milky eye? What was that? Um, I, I don't, I... Oh, didn't... Um, oh, the... What's his name have like a white eye? Like there was hopper. one of the bugs, yeah, that had like his... a like a gross eye. Oh, I must have been looking somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, away from the milky eye. So, yeah. yeah. So that was uh, that was all of our reviews for Bugs Life. This is Ants. Ants has a Rotten Tomato score of ninety two, which is what? very comparable to what? yeah. That was this, it's very comp. I think it was, is it the same? Comparable 92, yeah. They have the best, they have the same rotten tomato score, but the audience score was a 52. That is much go. lower. Yeah. The people know. Yeah. yeah. So I pulled the Rotten Tomatoes uh critic LA Times, Kenneth Turin. Um, he wrote brief enough, clocking in at 83 minutes, but its story is too predictable to make an impact even in such a short space. Unlike Toy Story, the dialogue here written by Todd Alcott and Chris and Paul uh Whites is pro forma all the way. So he was a fan, wow. he was a fan, uh, but you know, maybe not as much as Toy Story. Metacritic gave it a 72 and the user score was an 8.0, which I thought was very high for this movie. Eight out of it was 10. It was out of 10, yeah. Damn. Jeez. Yeah. 
Maybe like eight out of a hundred. I know. <laughs> yeah, right. So Metacritic reviewer, am here to judge. Um, this is from 2019 and uh, they gave it a five out of 10. And they wrote, Ants is a good film, a good children's show. I wouldn't take my kid, but my, but my nephew, sure. I like this guy. I like this guy. <laughs> and, that would have to be a guy. I would say, I wasn't going to say, yeah, yeah. but yeah, that would have to be a guy. That was funny. Yeah. Um, this one, like he gave it a five out of 10. This one is 200 blues and they give it a nine out of 10. Because this movie goes up against a bug's life, many people are missing a great family film. Mm -hmm. The character Z played by Woody Allen is complex and fully realized as a protagonist. I'm a nut for I'm a nut for a jar of tuna and a good story with fun adventure. What? A jar of tuna? What does that have to do with anything? I don't know, but I I picked it because they I don't know what movie they watched. Is that a palindrome? It, uh, I know, huh? Jar of tuna. <laughs> <laughs> and my next one, this is Dennis Drake. They did this review in uh, 2016. For a film made in 1998, the animation is top-notch. The good. As I said, the animation was great. The actors who did the voices were some real ho Hollywood elite. Woody Allen as Z played a, neur a neurotic nerd as well as he ever did in real life. I wouldn't be doing my civic duty if I didn't go over the bad in this movie as well. For one, I didn't like Sharon Stone's Bala. She seemed rather rude most of the time and her character didn't win me over at all. Also, the movie was sort of gross and crass. I thought it was for kids, right? Overall, looks good, but the story was not great. Mm. So as always, we have one of these mm. for each of Steve's, and I want you to pick which one. All right, you have to go back to Bug's Life and give us- Bug's Life, Epic Lady Sponge. Um, uh, they wrote that it's a lovable movie. They scored it an eight, but uh, did not score it a 10 because I don't know why. Okay. They scored it an eight. And the other one was Broken Child. I just can't find this movie enjoyable at Instex. I find the movie a little gross. And then the third one was the one who bought the DVD for their son and thought it was awful and was scared by the, um, didn't like the milky eye. Either one of those two could have been Steve. But only one was. Ah, Broken Child is such a Steve name, but the milky <laughs> eye, milky eye is so specific. I'm going to go milky eye. I was going to say, Epic Lady Sponge as well. Epic Lady Sponge. Epic Lady Sponge was not the Milky Eye. Oh, was it? Oh, no, Milky Eye was Lady, Lady Ray 008. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. That's the one you're going with? Sure. <laughs> and Steve, which one was yours? I, I think it was the Milky Eye guy. It was. It's <laughs> Lady Ray 008. I think that palindrome was We Step on No Pets. Step oh. on no pets. We step on no pets. At yeah, that house part didn't make sense to me either. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 I was like, I almost changed the wording because it sounded weird. I'm like, no, I go, I can't change his wording because he probably put stuff in like this. Uh, I'm trying to make it really obvious for you guys now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No jar of tuna. That, that's what I the jar. Yeah, that was gonna say that was gonna, that's gonna throw you off for sure. <laughs> and then Metacritic. The first one was um, the one he wouldn't show his children, but would show his nephew. I like that guy. Yeah. Um, the other one was um, a Bug's Life. Uh, Woody, Woody Allen plays a complex and fully realized protagonist. I'm, nut, I'm a nut for a jar of tuna. That was 200 Blues. And then Dennis Drake um, said that his, he wouldn't be a civic dude if he didn't talk about the bad in the movie, which was he didn't like Sharon Stone. I'm going 200 Blues. Which one is like, that's the second one? Yeah, that was 200 blue the second one. Even though I know that's not a palindrome. No, just... like, I'm wondering about, it's got to be one of the first two. It's got to be, he's going to take his nephew and not his own kids or <laughs> Jar of Tuna. But I'm going to have to go Jar of Tuna just because, again, it's so random, so specific. It does seem like it would be that one. However, it was not. No, this person put a palindrome in their review, Jim. I, I don't know. Is it a palindrome in there? I, I don't know. for a jar of tuna it's is not. a palindrome. Oh, it Are is. You You're right. What? No. No, it's yes. A, yes. A nut for a jar of tuna is a, a palindrome. Yep. Oh, shit. You're right. That's incredible, Jim. Wow. Incredible I, I picked it because a nut for a jar of tuna, but I didn't realize that's even a palindrome. That's so weird. So is that Mine your... was civic. No, I wrote civic duty. Huh. Civic, C-I-V-I-C. Yeah. That's unbelievable. Yeah. What are the fucking odds? Whoa. That is weird. 
What are the odds that I went on to IMDb Metacritic and wrote another review? What are the chances of you sending me two of them and I just like picked both of them? I didn't realize that. That's weird. I don't know what's happening. Option, but yeah, no. I can't remember if I sent you two or not. No, you didn't. Well, not no. I got Dennis Drake. I got. I just got one for each. That is so weird. That's odd. Well, you did the first two. Were you? No, I the, only sent in oh. one for each. No, 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 no. He sent no. Dennis Drake was Dennis Drake was his was was for um ants and then uh, a bug's life. His was the the DVD he bought for his son, Lady Ray 008. So the t- jar tune is just a genuine other person yeah. review wow. that happens to have a palindrome in it. Yeah. Yes. Wow, that's nuts. Unless I accidentally picked it up from the last time we did this, but I don't think I did. I, that that, wouldn't have been. I, that's that's not yours. Yeah. We, yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Mystery. That is awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at that. Uh, I'm so confused right now. Yeah, I know. Because it sounds like something I wrote. It does sound like something you wrote. You're going to have to have like mysterious Metacritic movie, like music now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> wow. Uh, before we go, we need to find out if Zach would go have coffee with uh, one of these directors. Zach, Zach. Who could blame you? Moving on. Uh, these two movies, I still choose 1976 Red Heat. <laughs> Between because the two. Because I, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't. I have seen Bugs Life a thousand times and it's it's just not very good. And Ants, I've now watched and I, I can't believe how uh, that movie got made. Yeah, I didn't care for Bugs Life. I almost hated Ants. <laughs> almost. Yeah. Is there a word for that? I, in for loathed, I loathed it. <laughs> I mean, it had Stallone in it, so you can't, yeah. you know, not like that. Yeah, but the, the story, yeah. I, I was definitely, we have gone to my head, picked Bug's Life, but yeah. The other movie was like outstanding, but, you know, also you got to think about for the time, you know, there was some stuff you, you can give it credit for being, you know, 1998, so. Oh, Everybody was expecting something bigger after Toy Story. I think it yeah. got rushed. yeah. I cannot badmouth either one of these movies because I want employment later at either one of these franchises. Oh, you're abstained. Yes, you can abstain. You can abstain from any animated movie, for sure. How communist of you. Between the two. How ants of you. Been brainwashed. Speak your mind, Amber. Don't let the the big man hold you down. That's right. Dance how you want to (laughs) dance. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, between the two, I, I like Toy Story. <laughs> yeah, better, a, but, like a Bug's Toy Life, you mean? Me too. Was that a choice? I like Toy Story better, too. Bug's Life is much cuter. Much Neither younger, movie that needs to be revisited. Cuter. Still, um, mad props to DreamWorks for just trying, yeah. for trying something well, new, whether it was successful yeah. or not. It's still paved a road for future yeah. it started a brand that has been bringing lots of joy to lots of people for a long time now so we can at least be thankful for that taking, taking chances you can't always have you know we can't always hit it out of the park right sometimes you get a bunt sometimes you get a strike wow you got sports <laughs> metaphors segues today you are on fire girl <laughs> a bug's life could only have been animated if you remove the ants aspect of it in ants that could easily just be a movie with humans. That's true. That is profound. That's actually the best <laughs> point you could yeah. have made today. <laughs> Which was something I brought up earlier is the story dictates the medium. Absolutely. That's right. Ants did not have to be animated in Bugs Life. Totally did. Yeah. Yeah. Word. Word. You know there's going to be a live action. Disney's all over this. They're going to take it. It's going to be a live action Bugs Life. Oh, please, no. Disgusting. Please. It also it would be ridiculously, it probably costs five times as much as this mm-hmm. movie did. Worth it. If, unless <laughs> David Attenborough is narrating it, then I'll watch Right. The Majestic Ant. It's when Dot grew up. Well, mm-hmm. I guess we've, what's that? No, that's it. I think we're, I think, I the think segue, the segue the, to end know. the podcast. I think that's all there is to say. <laughs> Speaking of the end. <laughs> Here it is. Bye. Yeah.
courtesy of the Soundly app, go to GetSoundly.com for your complete sound effect platform. Intro and outro music for this episode is District 4 by Kevin McLeod. Hear more like this on Incompetech.com. Thanks for listening, everybody, and be sure to rate us on iTunes and give us a review if you feel like it. Shoot us an email at filmfightpodcast at gmail.com if there's a matchup you'd like to see. And that's it for this week. Catch us next time for another episode of the Film Fight Podcast.